I'm Carrie Benedet, and this is my podcast, Thriving Matters, where you will find tools to revitalize you and your relationships, whether at work or in your personal life. Well, a little bit about me I'm an education consultant specializing in emotional intelligence, and I use creative approaches that empower people with proven processes. I'm known for my high energy passion and compassion for those in need of help. And I like to shine a spotlight on what we can do. I'm here to bring positivity, confidence and strength every day, everywhere. My mantra in life has been, let's give it a red hot shot. Listeners, Carrie Benedette here from Thriving Matters and this episode, (laughs) we have the beautiful... Nicole Stewart. Now, Nick, you can't see her, but she's in a gorgeous fuchsia pink and purple uh, jacket this morning, lighting up her face. Um, so, Nick, <laughs> it's a very warm welcome. How are you doing today? <laughs> yeah, uh, thank you so much. That's a, yeah, I, I feel very flattered. I'm really well. Yeah, really, really well. Thank you, Carrie. Thanks for having me on as well. It's fun to be here. Oh, look, I think I get the bonus out of all these. I get to chat to the most beautiful people and thriving matters podcast is all about ordinary guys and gals who are doing extraordinary things in life and work and just being able to find out who you are and what you're doing and sharing that with the world I think that's the major plus so it's it's a a lovely uh, time of the day to be speaking to someone like you (laughs) yes yeah yeah beautiful the first thing on a Monday morning hey it's like gorgeous (laughs) I really love the stillness of morning there's something uh really precious about like those those early hours before everybody has moved uh, and life has sort of churned so much so I, I appreciate mornings oh I um I'm a little bit like you I do like the mornings and the uh the birds at the moment are just amazing. So mm. if you take a few minutes and do a bit of a body scan when you wake up and then you listen in to hear what you can hear, um, you, you can often count up to, you know, 10 or more species of birds, different calls, which I think mm. is quite a nice mindful way of, of getting up in the morning. So all right, we've already started on a thriving skill. Yeah. How good is that? <laughs> That's a beautiful invitation, listening to the bird sounds in the morning. Thank you. Well, I usually say to people, what gets you out of bed? What puts a smile on your face? But you've you've done that for me already, even even better. So I do know, though, that, Nicole, you have um, a passion and a love for all things um, possible for for women, for Mm. looking at your life, for rejigging your sense of purpose, and how you're living your life. So mm. we're going to talk a little bit now, ask you about how did you get into this year area? So you're a coach mm. and you work with with um, beautiful gals like, yes. like ourselves, right? Yes. Uh, so how did you get into this area? Yeah, beautiful. So my my journey started in sport and I was a very ambitious equestrian athlete uh, with my sights firmly set on going to the Olympics one day and that had been my dream for as long as I can remember. Uh, I was one of those little girls who was just absolutely horse mad and whose parents waited and waited for her to grow out of horses and it just never (laughs) happened I think. So uh, yeah very very ambitious athlete, uh, Olympic level goals and in 2008 
uh, I had a significant horse riding accident mm. and that accident, uh, fortunately my horse and I both walked away quite unscathed physically. I still got a couple of little scars, but no broken bones, nothing mm. serious considering the severity of the accident. We were both very lucky, but what what was really shattered was my confidence and it was in the recovery process from that accident that I learned and had the the first time for myself like a real felt sense experience of it's not my physical ability to sit on the horse and ride it that actually makes me the rider that I am it's what's going on between my ears and what's going on internally for me that that makes me an athlete or that makes me that gives me possibility as an athlete and and my healing journey from recovering my confidence from that accident started me on this personal growth fascination with human performance and uh peak performance psychology and and mindset work and and so i i found my way into the personal growth world from there and and in about three years later in 2011 i got qualified as a coach mm-hmm. and i started uh i started my business and predominantly worked with athletes at the time so i was working with mm-hmm. uh athletes right from grassroots levels to the olympic like olympic standard working with people who'd either had an accident and wanted to regain confidence or who were already naturally nervous individuals uh or people who were competitive and wanted to perform under pressure. And so I was working with those sorts of individuals. And then, and then years later in 2016, I hit major burnout. And at that time I was competing two grades down from Olympic standard in equestrian sports and was still hungrily pursuing that Olympic dream. And, uh, we were talking earlier before you hit record about how sometimes those big life events coalesce all at the same time. And right at the beginning of 2016 was one of those times for me, I had a long-term relationship end. I lost a horse and I lost a, um, a grandparent and wow. it sort of just thrust me into this place of having to stop and, 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 really assess you know do I want the next 10 years of my life to look the same as the last 10 years because that's what I need to be prepared to do if I'm going to make it to the Olympics it's like this this sport requires at least another decade from me and when I when I got really truthful with myself the answer was no but in my journey of healing and recovering from burnout I I am just a I'm, I'm a growth nerd right and and that that recovery journey took me into understanding emotions understanding the body understanding the nervous system and trauma and uh, I started exploring my femininity more so and uh, exploring sexuality and uh, I got really curious then about as a woman what's different for me in high achievement compared to a man, compared Mm. to a male counterpart? And how does my body cope with stress compared to a male physiology and a male biology? And how my hormones impact that? And so my work evolved as my own passion and curiosity evolved. And and I started working with uh, like A-type personality women. So that's sort of where I am today is that I work with women in uh, high achieving and high pressure sort of environments. I work with a lot of medical professionals, a lot of business owners, 
some executives and, and still some athletes as well who are yeah committed and passionate to whatever it is that they're creating in their lives for themselves but they don't want to burn out they've you know our world is waking up I believe to the fact that perhaps we've been sold a lie that we have to hustle and grind our way to success in life and that that's the only possibility and I don't believe that that works for a female body either Mm. and I think that the world is becoming more and more aware of that and and so I I serve and support women to uh, reawaken their femininity reconnect to their their heart and and create a life that I I describe it as like a deeply satisfying life so you're not just proud of yourself in a professional sense but that you can live a life of fullness and pleasure and uh, relaxation and freedom alongside the things that are important to you in whatever it is that you do in life. Oh, well, I think at the moment it's, you know, everyone's talking about the great resignation, but I actually think it's great recontemplation. We're recontemplating how mm. it is we want to live, what we want to do, um, where our where our time goes. Mm. Um, and um, I've just had a, yes, I'm just getting over a, a double fractured right foot at the moment. And yeah. it's been it's been an interesting time because once you've got a foot in, in something that's very strong and you've got to keep it still and take the weight off it, it limits in what you can do. So I've had mm. to go, you're going to have to subtract some things, Carrie, throw them out. <laughs> right? what, what don't you, yes. what don't you want to do? And don't tell anybody else, but, you know, housework just might have to be one of those. But um, <laughs> I think that should be on the top of the list, personally. <laughs> but it really made me think, and I, 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 like, I quite like a metaphor, and um, I'm going, okay, girl, this is telling you, this is another thing to say, perhaps you need to slow down, perhaps you need to reassess what yeah. is it you really yeah. want to do, you know, because I think that's the, the way, and I love the fact that you're talking about femininity. Because there is um, a perception for women who are climbing the ladder that they actually have to behave like the you know the like like males do in or there has been some behaviour that you know climbing the Certainly ladder much more that, masculine traits yes yeah the masculine yep. traits and of which there's nothing wrong with it's how you totally. use them right how you mm. use them so I think there's a lot of people Nick that would be interested in. Um, hearing a little bit more about the feminine side of mm. your own well-being for your own sense of confidence in whatever it is that you do. So, mm. yeah. Yeah, great. Thank you for asking. I I think that, like, this is one of those places that in life that fascinates and excites me a lot <laughs> is, you know, I, I would, and to be really clear when I say masculine and feminine, I don't mean male and female necessarily. I'm, yeah. I'm speaking about like the essences of the qualities of masculine and feminine. Yeah. Um, and yes, there is a truth that most male bodied humans are masculine dominant and most female bodied humans are feminine dominant, but we live in a world that glorifies and encourages masculine traits right from when you're a little kid, you know, being able to be very focused, being able to finish things to a deadline, being able to be very like clear and decisive and to be doing and productive. You know, those things are so, so, so encouraged, right? Uh, That there's a lens even in play for children that like how, 
how useful are we making this play? Are they learning something while they're playing? Mm. You know, and and th th that lens is, you know, and, and that's useful. Of course we want young people to learn. Of course we do. And uh, it's this subtle message that we're sent right from the very beginning that we are valued and valuable and celebrated and wanted and, like, upheld when we are doing uh, and that in contrast some more feminine traits and qualities are spontaneity flow feeling being as opposed to doing you know how how still can i sit how 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 much can i just let myself oh, like be in myself mm -hmm. <laughs> how much can I let myself reside in my body as opposed to being in my head and focused on the next thing that I'm going to create, but, mm. but being in the feeling sensing tone of the moment. Mm. And, you know, women show up in, in my work because they have ticked off the things that life has them to do often. And they've gotten to that point in their life mm. in somewhere in their forties and they've gone, shit. I don't feel the way that I thought I would when I got here. Damn yeah. it. Yeah. And and that's the key is like as human creatures, and, and we know this from sales training and things as well, right? People make decisions based on emotion. People want to feel good. Hmm. And yet, you know, there's this world for for female bodied creatures and, and men as well, but particularly for female bodied creatures, there's this feeling tone of richness and pleasure and fullness available when you live in your body, when you know how to be present with yourself, when you know how to care for your own heart and, and like ask for what you want and need in life and stand for you getting and receiving those things and mm. have healthy boundaries to protect your time and, and those things that a lot of women really struggle with, you know, the, the feeling tone that, we want to experience doesn't come from Netflix. It doesn't come from food or wine or like mm. those things can be fun and wonderful supplements, but you know, we're talking about thriving and, and the feminine. Mm. It's really about being able to feel yourself yeah. and being okay to feel whatever is alive in yourself. And that for, for people who have been raised in a culture and a society that's that values some emotions higher than others, like mm. good emotions versus bad emotions, which I, I don't, I think all emotions are equal. Oh, yeah. Um, that there's this idea that I should, I should feel in the, the good things. And so when I do feel sad, or I do feel angry. I do feel resentful. I do feel hurt. Yeah. Those things are hard to be with and I want to avoid myself. So I'm going to find some sort of escape, but actually the doorway to, <laughs> thriving as a as a feminine creature is through through our willingness and our courage to feel yeah. whatever is alive in us and welcome all of ourselves and honor those things and then create an external life uh, that reflects the truth of your heart whatever is in there because it's different for all of us right and i that was just a, a beautiful uh, I think if anyone was you know, listens to how you just expressed that, 
there's there was a calming for me there was a calming of settling into listening listening to mm. what you were saying so mm. i mean and that's that's what we're we're all investigating aren't we where i mean there's been a move away from traditional religions into mm. a whole mindful and spirituality environment or an ecosystem that we're creating for ourselves and what more mm. our young are testing out different types of how to become the person that they want to become or how to evolve even more because yeah. I love the beautiful um, description there so thank you for that oh you're welcome now your your experience of being the Olympic athlete and then having the accident mm. uh, and then you you've named you know you, your confidence was the the real issue for you mm. Mm. Um, has there been anything else that you then investigated mm. specifically has led you to where you are today is has there been anything else that allowed you that that accident oh, that accident yeah, allowed you definitely. to look at things differently didn't it mm. 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 Uh, I would say that the crisis point that I hit in 2016 when um yeah when I hit major burnout and had a relationship end etc cetera, etc cetera, was yeah. another uh you know, you, you said before, pointing to your ankle or your foot that sometimes life has these messages for you. And if you're not listening, it'll find a way to be like, hey, Carrie, I meant it, slow down. <laughs> and I totally think that, that that time in 2016 was life being like, God, this woman just won't listen, won't, won't hear, <laughs> won't hear the message to slow down and go in. Yeah. And so we're going to make, we're going to force her, right? Yeah. And uh there was a tremendous turning point for me in my life then uh and and two two things really pop up as as being central to that one of them was uh was a desire to liberate my sexuality um yeah. the relationship that i was in at the time was mm, pretty unhealthy let's say um we were both and 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 yeah, we were both young and a bit immature when we got together and had stayed together longer than we probably should have and yeah. weren't good for each other. Um, and that relationship was pretty um, detrimental to my confidence as a sensual and sexual woman. Mm. Um, and so there was a desire to experience myself as that again because it had been something that was really a delight to me. Uh, and and I noticed that tapering off and I was about 28 in 2016 when this life thing happened that mm. uh, and uh, I just I wanted to experience myself as a sexual being it was like I'm 28 years old you know why has like I had this cognitive desire to be uh, alive in my sexuality and sensuality but no feeling of physical desire in my body and it was like where's this gone because it was yep. a part of who I was previously. So that was one thing. And the other thing was recognizing and learning that I couldn't run away from my own vulnerability anymore. Um, and mm. I couldn't use personal development frameworks to bypass <laughs> my vulnerability anymore. Ah, nice point. And, yeah. uh, I think that, for those people who are growth oriented uh one of the shadows of that or one of the sort of sneaky ways that we can create a like 
a shiny prison for ourselves is by using concepts that are designed for peak performance, that are designed for uh, to support you to achieve in life, to like repress your own tenderness yeah. with this unconscious belief that, you know, if I get really good at these tools, the aim of my life is to get to a place where I don't ever feel like my heart hurts or I feel not okay with something or I feel like I'm challenged or in pain. And I certainly had a relationship with my own vulnerability that was um, not particularly tolerant. I, I mm. wanted to have dominion over my internal world, but I wouldn't say that I was very passion, uh, compassionate and accepting of the parts of myself Right. You know, I'm, I'm a pretty, I'm a pretty capable person, pretty like up for life. But of course, there's parts of me that are like, oh, I'm scared. I'm like, is it going to be okay? <laughs> and and I believe that that is true for all of us. Yeah. Uh, but the way that I was relating to those parts of myself wasn't wasn't particularly supportive or kind. Mm. Um, and and I I realize now looking back that all of the mindset tools that I had extremely effective and wonderful tools. But when I wasn't pairing them with, I'm using hand motions. I don't know if you can use this video recording or not. So I'll <laughs> bring them higher up my body. Um, that Those mindset tools were really important, but when they weren't paired with an equally powerful set of tools and resources that supported my body and my nervous system and my emotional self, Mm. Um, you know, the, those mindset tools became quite tyrannical. Right. Okay. And I, I believe that they can. And that's, that is, that is one of the things that I see in high achievers is this sort of oh. tyrannical cognitive power that they're using to control themselves as opposed to really letting themselves be in the flow of life and letting themselves feel. Have you, would you be willing to give us an example of, of what a sort of um, mindset tools you actually then were, ab were able to sort of mould or mm. alter mm. to suit yeah. your your um your you know pair or pair up with your vulnerability? Could you give us an yeah. example? I think that would yeah. be super interesting for for our listeners. Yeah, absolutely. Well, there's a really there's a really easy one that is like and, and this is something that everybody's probably heard of but is the invitation to reframe something mm -hmm. and to shift your perspective on the way that you are seeing something yep. and choosing to perceive it and that is about bringing in what I see as a extremely potent and very important tool which is our ability to choose in life mm -hmm. right if somebody has said something to you and you notice that you want to like puff up a little bit and be like, <laughs> sometimes it can be really useful to be able to see that and go, you know what, that's actually, I'm going to reframe that rather than being like, how rude. Yeah. That's not about me. That person is obviously having a day. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to let it wreck mine. So I'm just going to like, I, I'm going to choose to perceive that experience, that event, whatever that person said to me through the lens of that person's having a bad day and yeah, let's move on. Yeah. All right. So that's a reframe. And I think a reframe is really valuable. Yeah. And every day 
every week I talk to a high achieving and A-type personality women who are reframing themselves out of contact with their vulnerability because it's so terrifying to slow down and be like, oh my gosh, it actually really hurts when people speak to me in X, Y, Z way. And, um, and oh my gosh, ouch, that hurts my heart. Uh. And, and having the ability to slow down and, and feel that part of myself that is going, oh, oh gosh wow that I don't feel respected I don't feel cared for by my partner my boss by Mm. whoever like whoever and then to be truthful about that and go and have the the challenging conversation with that person of like oh when you said x I felt blah and for so many people that is and for me that was terrifying terrifying absolutely and so I'd rather or I would have in the past rather than hang out in like reframing that to go, I shouldn't be feeling this. That's about them. Um, I, you know, I'm not going to let it bother me. And, mm. and the truth was that actually I was just really scared to say, Hey, I don't really like it when you speak with me like that. <laughs> um, and I was too scared to feel my own feelings. And so reframing is a really powerful mm. uh, cognitive tool. And if it's only if it's the only toolkit you have is a cognitive toolkit, then it just creates this sort of critical overlord in the internal world that's like, no, you're not allowed to feel that. Let's make up a more empowered story. Yeah. Uh, and and so, I think that's a great example that if reframing is used in conjunction with the willingness and capacity to feel your own heart to speak for yourself to to tell the truth about how you're feeling to set boundaries Um, it's a really powerful tool and I still use it today uh, but I use it in balance with other tools Um, look beautiful thank you thank you for the for the example the reframe Mm. is um is pretty important I I think totally I I like um I've learned over the years I, I didn't do it early on but I've learned over the years to use um um, the word curious a bit in how I speak to people mm. so it mm. sort of keeps things on an even keel your voice doesn't get to rise you know that people don't pick up on a tone but um, I'm just curious as to why that why you might have said that help me mm. understand mm. and mm. so you can use that so and then you can actually use um, the well when you said that mm. I felt like yeah you know, yep. so you, you can use it like that. But you know what you took, look, Nick, you, it just occurs to me that really our little people, our mm. you know, young people, they are actually um, taught a lot of these little skills about this is how I'm feeling, you know, being able to name yeah. how I'm feeling, whether they start with an emoji or or whatever to, to point at, right? Yeah. The, the techniques for talking to people for mm. your own sense of self, having that, mm. because you're talking about a sense of self, aren't you? Yeah, you know, um, and I yep. think you know, for our young our young kids, it's really important, particularly then when they're going through their teenage years, you know, to be able oh to, to be able to choose or to be able to say to someone who they're not comfortable with, you know, um, this I you know I, I actually don't like this situation I'm in or I'm feeling mm. uncomfortable. I mean, mm. and then being able to reframe reframe something, they ask they are life skills. They're tremendously important life skills. And I think most people in my generation learnt them as adults if they've learnt them. Yeah, um, yeah. And, yeah. 
yeah sorry go on you you had a question no no I was just it was just um so a lot of the women that you've got um mm. who, who come to you and work with you mm. um mm. they they would have some major epiphanies happening at the same time what I call them that's a really just big aha moments yes big aha moments yeah. yeah the light bulb goes on so yeah um and it would make would make a huge difference to how they're basically seeing themselves but how they're also in their relationships with other people mm. now there's another another beautiful bonus here it's not just about mm. you because our mm. self-awareness is 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 one of those gifts i think we need to we've got but we also need to work on and, and absolutely yeah 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 absolutely and I mean, relationship for me is is tremendously important I think uh personally in my intimate relationship is one of the places that I do my spiritual growth my personal and emotional evolution in this yeah. in in my life it feels tremendously like a gift yeah. uh, or a crucible for awakening if you will <laughs> uh and you know that's because when you're really close to someone they trigger your shit right <laughs> like, and if that is if that's used consciously and 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 with awareness and is approached with awareness then it's a tremendous gift and our close friendships and and our famili familial relationships can do the same thing you know they say there's a there's a funny saying that if you think you're enlightened go and spend a week with your family or something to that effect <laughs> because uh, yeah that i i just see it time and time again in in myself and in my clients that the clearer we get and the cleaner we get in our relationship with ourselves the less we're hiding parts of ourselves from ourselves the less we're hiding from the truth of what we really desire and then speaking that into the world um the better our relationships get and the more willing you are to show up to you, your relationship with um yeah. your mom or your 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 dad or your uncle or whoever it is that pushes your buttons or your partner and say well actually what i really want is x and and oh what i really want to say here mm. is mm. um and yeah there's this tremendous and, and gorgeous flow on effect and i really see women as like the linchpin of families um and and that is because women set the feeling tone of an ecosystem yeah. you know and and like there's a, a bit of a crass saying which i don't love but i think um has a, like a layer of real truth to it and and that is happy wife happy life yeah and i think it's thrown around as a bit of like happy wife happy life you've got to keep your woman happy but actually uh what what mm -hmm. we can also see it as is women are these tremendously powerful creatures in the way that they set the feeling tone like the atmosphere yeah. of whatever environment they exist inside of yeah. and and you can feel it in a in a relationship when you spend time with a couple where the woman is really happy there's a really different tone to when she's not when oh. you're in the family environment and the woman is really happy that's reflected in the children it's reflected in the way that the home feels yeah. and and so as women owning that power that we have to set the feeling tone for the ecosystems that we're a part of whether that's our businesses or our our relationships or our families uh that 
yeah, that 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 is the gift of our self-awareness and, and our sense of self, as you say. And and you know, I would go one step further and say our ability to know ourselves as full and and as mm. nourished and as worthy and wanted. And when a woman knows herself as that she emanates and feels and experiences herself and her life in a way that ripples into everything and everyone around her it's such a gift it's beautiful have you read julia baird's uh phosphorescence i haven't okay so absolutely stunning book i've just got some Mm. goosebumps happening as i as i just said it because i've i've just had a visual of the cover so it's it's a beautiful blue uh blue green tealy color cover a textured cover on her book it's Ooh. beautiful gorgeous Yum. present gorgeous christmas gift right coming up mm. um, but she t- yes she talks about phosphorescence and, and you know we you know you can look at it basically as um on the tip of a matchstick right you light the match and you get the flame starts right you yeah if you light use the match to light um a sparkler what we call mm. a sparkler, you you mm. get all the, the twinkles. If you think about fireflies or glow worms at night, you know, all the stars, the constellations, the mm. phosphorescence is um is beautiful. And I love green's one of my favorite colours. So mm. really um, you know, if you're looking at growth, it's the yeah. you know, the chlorophyll and the, you know, all the different things that help growth. Um yes. so there's a phosphorescence in there as well. It's beautiful. So um, mm. it it might be something that you uh, you 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 uh, take up and have a look at, or just be a bit more curious about. So I'll have to write is, that down. Yeah, yeah, thank it's you. just beautiful. So I know Nick that you've just got um, together a fabulous mm-hmm. masterclass course. So I'd really love yes. you to tell us what that's mm. about. Yeah, and I'd love um, to. yep, we we should have some listeners who might be interested in that. So let's. Yeah, wonderful. Up. Oh, thanks. So I've just created a free guide and um, a a supporting five-part masterclass series. And so those are both uh, available on my website now. And uh, the free guide is called The Deeply Satisfied Woman, Five Traits of All Deeply Satisfied Successful Women and How to Cultivate Them. And so I've identified through spending 11 years now working with high achievers in a variety of different areas, what the ingredients are to co-create and to, to bake a beautiful cake, if you will, yeah. uh, of, a, of a woman who is deeply satisfied in her life as well as being successful in whatever it is that she wants to do. And uh, it's really speaking to those key ingredients that help her to be to, to live in that feeling tone that she desires. And, yeah. and I call it deep satisfaction, but individual women might experience that as different. Yeah. Uh, and so the masterclass series is, is also free. And across five weeks through November and December, we are going to be diving into those five traits of all deeply satisfied, successful women. And so we're going to do a trait each week. And uh, that, that masterclass will be 60 to 75 minutes and will be a combination of me teaching about the trait uh, and and supporting people to understand, supporting women who attend to understand the sort of mechanics, if you will, of that trait, yes. 
uh, and then also some experiential process to support them to uh, maybe meet whatever blockages exist mm. for them to really be able to step into embodying and expressing that trait in their lives. And, and if that, if that trait is already something that they possess, how can they grow it? How can they mm-hmm. really live into it and, and wake it up even more in, in their world? So, uh, the, the masterclass series, or I'm calling it immersion is, is, by the same name as the guide so it's the deeply satisfied woman immersion Uh, and I'm happy to send you through some some links I'd love to see yourself and some of your listeners there if if if, if it calls that would be that would be brilliant I think Uh, yeah we'll put that we'll put those in the show notes but we'll also put them in the posts after yeah wonderful oh thank you yeah great oh and I I love I love those creating those spaces where mm. you can really think about um, basically your values, your beliefs and assumptions about things. Yeah, yeah. So this, this works really well because um, that's, for me, that's the, the critical point. You watch sort of the trans, transformation of people mm. when they come into something that's very different. And I often take people away on country. Um, mm. So, we, you know, we can go up to Arnhem, Arnhem Land. We can, to me, culture and... Um, is is a beautiful opener it's it's sort of the environment that you can actually immerse yourself in which is different to what you're used to and mm. you discover I think travels about an exploration is is more about the internal ex- exploration than it yeah. is necessarily of the outside but we use it yeah. as a tool yeah absolutely yeah it's all, all doorways to touch yes. new parts of yes. yourself right yeah. and look yeah. I, I know Nick a lot of my friends they're all looking at different ways of um getting to know themselves even more so they're mm. investigating they're investigating mm. their you know astrology or numerology yes. or um different type of remedies for, for yes. different things another um colleague of mine has um talks about the remedies of mm. of aging at, mm. at the moment so it's it's age rich that she calls her business scarlet business mm. so it's um it's an interesting concept there's more and more um, people who are who are looking for deep mindfulness practices they they look for various various ways of doing things and people are becoming quite definite in as you said in looking at what it is that w- is working for you how you yeah. can use tools um, in the moment and you get used to using them so you're not just going I know that there's something I can use here but you're actually starting to use them you they become like an autopilot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just, well, that's, they just happen, you know. You can have habits that are good and bad, right? It's yeah, like we all have yeah. habits that we recognize that maybe we could change. Yeah. But, you you know, to the same note, that those yeah. things that you repeat over and over again that really serve you and those tools that you mm. implement day in, day out that are really supportive become habits and become uh, natural ways of being. And, you know, I... I my my favorite type of work with women is is like deep work over time and okay what the reason for that is because the the conditioning that we've all inherited through our challenging experiences through our the way that we grew up through just through life the overlay of life is layered into uh our psyche into our body into the nervous system uh, mm. in in deeply deeply habitual patterns 
and really genuinely lasting change takes time because we have to get into those deep foundational layers like I would describe it as like your your foundational blueprint what did you inherit from life as a map of how to do human human and and so yeah speaking to that feels feels important because it's topical there it's like you know creating that transformation yeah takes takes time and it's it's also different for everyone as you said you know I love that there's so many different people out there looking at these different doorways and access points to deeper well-being because you know there's not one right way there's so many ways that we can come into deeper harmony with ourselves and finding that path that works for you as an individual is the thing that's really important I really I've just written down how how to do human and I think that's and and listeners I don't know about you um but do you ever find yourself putting your hand on your heart and I noticed Nicole doing it earlier and it's one of the best techniques because the neuroscience behind that is is sitting there saying this opens up a way of of lateral thinking of of looking at different ways to solve issues or to feel or to process but the human um the human centeredness of what we're discovering at the moment i think uh covid's given us mm. a beautiful time to actually look at what's important and throw out what's not working but also to do some more discovery under a little uh, under vulnerability and i think yeah. that's what you're talking about today you know yeah 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 oh i'm 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 thrilled to have talked spoken to you today um yeah thank you, thank you and, so much and look, your best, um, your best contact details for everybody. Uh, well, my website is nicolestewart.coach. Yep. And so it's N-I-C-O-L-E-S-T-E-W-A-R-T.coach. Yep. Uh, you can also find me on LinkedIn. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, my contact details are all there on my website. So Fantastic. if anybody wants to get in touch or find out more, that'd be the place to go. Yeah, be lovely. The um, I I often ask everybody, you know, is there one little message that you'd like to finish off with, or something that we should have said in this conversation that we haven't as yet? Uh, <laughs> so I'd like to give you the opportunity just to do that. Ah, wow, one little thing. <laughs> <laughs> and we talked about phosphorescence. It's not one little thing, is it? It's it's probably totally. more than one little thing. Yeah. My my invitation, uh. And, and I guess I speak to, I, I speak through the lens of working with women who are in those A-type personality, high achieving environments, though I think this is relevant for everyone, is to have the courage to be honest with yourself about what you feel, have the courage to feel yourself. And, and if that is really hard and really um scary and you feel like you want to avoid feeling your own vulnerability either through being um really anxious and reactive or or to be really shut down there's there's a whole variety of ways that we avoid ourselves but you know if you are aware that feeling yourself is something that is um challenging and scary get help 
because it's one of the biggest gifts that you'll ever give yourself you know go to a great counselor who who does some somatic experiencing get a great coach like uh do your work yeah (laughs) but like learn to feel yourself because it is a doorway to just endless uh endless gifts and will actually you know one of the I think one of the reasons why I hear successful women talk about that they don't have time for that journey or that it's not important is because this Mm. this conditioning of I'm I'm useful and I'm productive and those are the times that I'm you know that's that's good and that I don't have time to slow down and learn to feel myself but actually your professional pursuits and whatever it is that you're doing in the world will thrive as a result of you learning to feel there might be a a recalibration time as you Mm. as you learn to integrate that feeling self into your life but it's overall the best thing that you can do for yourself I've got the doorway to endless gifts and I think that's a lovely Mm. note to finish on Mm. so listeners if you're feeling that um you know you've you're on on your way to looking at how you're showing up each day who it is that you want to be one of my boys said to me um at a, a significant birthday a couple of years ago said Mum's just not content to be. She's mm-hmm. becoming. And I use it. Mm-hmm. I, I add it in because I think, wow, now that that was, you know, young, young, young adult, young male adult. And I went, that's an observation from someone who was was one of your babies and is now mm-hmm. growing up. And I think that's it. We're all becoming. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like, I like what I'm seeing in a lot of the women that I know. And a lot of the mm. men, there's there's a whole lot of change going on. So there is. Um, it feels beautiful. worth celebrating. It is, to, yeah. And this conversation is all about celebrating that. So well done. <laughs> Thank you so much, Nick, for, for your time today, listeners. If you'd like to know more about what Nick does, you can pop onto her website, NicoleStewart.coach. Uh, she's also found on LinkedIn. If you'd like to know more about what I do, the same for me, carriebenedette.com and on on our LinkedIn profile. We'll put all these notes um, onto our our websites. This episode, like all our others, um, you should catch them. So please subscribe so you don't miss out on great conversations with incredible gals like Nicole Stewart. Um, Be curious. Pop on and have a look at her profile. See if you want to dip into that masterclass that's coming up. Um, there is just so much that we can do for ourselves and with ourselves. And also tell a friend because it's it's through our relationships that um, we are able to share and um, be even greater than we are today. So over to you, your precious and your thriving matters. So once again, thanks, Nicole. Uh, great to have you on as our guest today. Bye for now. Thank you so much, Carrie. I'm Carrie Benedette, and this is my podcast, Thriving Matters. 